Welcome to the Let's Talk Filmmaking Podcast, where we talk about everything filmmaking and creative. In this episode, I have Sean Buckley, owner of Buck Productions, has been in business for 25 years. I had to find out what he has been doing to keep his business running, the business model, the business strategy. What has he done to make his production company successful for 25 years? I want you to hear and listen to what Sean did to make his production company fit just for him. We talk about a lot of things that you might want to think about if you're planning on starting your own production company. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Let's Talk Filmmaking Podcast. I have a very special guest, Mr. Sean Buckley with Buck Productions. How are you, my friend? I am fantastic, Brandon. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for uh, connecting with, well, Alyssa. Is Alyssa your, does she work with a production company as well? Uh, Alyssa's with a PR company that's uh, called Jive, which, you know, I'm going to give them a little plug right now they're yeah. absolutely fantastic and they've been working with buck for some time now and um yeah it was her kind of idea to reach out to you and and some other interviews that we've you know been doing to talk a little bit about you know about yeah. productions i guess yeah and the production but you also had a big anniversary um or your anniversary is coming 20, up for the 20, 25 years like it was crazy the controller of the company michelle Ferrari is pretty awesome, and uh, I mean, technically, kind of like my boss, really. I mean, she calls the shots. But uh, no, she walked in my office the other day and said, "Hey, are you sitting down?" I said, "I can't sit down. I have a stand-up desk." <laughs> she said, uh, you, "You." She said, "I just gone over the articles of incorporation." And Sean, it was a one-man show back in the day, but you started this bad boy 25 years ago. So yeah, we're gonna kind of kick it up and celebrate a bit. Time flies. It does. It's crazy when I think about, <laughs> you know, how fast it has gone. No, that you're you're right. I mean, I was only three years old when I started the company, so I'm still relatively young. But I mean, hey, it's, it's been a tick. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm so wait. What what part were you kidding about? What were you really no, three years old? No, no. Actually, you know what? That's a funny story. I I went to university. I started working in. Um, I started working in publishing and advertising out of a uh, university and, and I was a great gig and I was, you know, making some money and I kind of had that little Ikea fight club apartment downtown Toronto and all was good. And then the next thing you know, I, um, I just kind of said to myself, I've, I've always wanted to build my own business and I've just always been drawn to storytelling, mm-hmm. to content. And I'm very, very passionate about it. I love it. I still do very much. And I, you know, I kind of said, you know what? If I don't have a run at this, um, you know, I think that uh, one day I might regret it. So quit my job, traveled around for a year and a half and started in this crazy business when I was 26 years old. So kind of like the oldest PA standing on set, passing people coffees and sweeping the floors. Um, but that's really when I started the Odyssey, um, and Buck was in a sense born. That's that's great stuff. Um, I actually have a really 
bear like in terms of building something to where people can create not necessarily a full-on production company because i i don't want to have to deal with that big of a like what you do on a mass scale but to be able to do that you said you got the idea and then you hit the road instantly like kind of tell me the that part of your life you you well, quit your job and you said you travel like what was that part of your life of um like um yeah well yeah, so then let's let's start with a concept and the concept is um fear and blind optimism because that was kind of the motive <laughs> that was what i was clinging to right uh back in the day Buck Productions in its infancy was literally just a, a place where I could go and work as a PA and make a couple hundred bucks a week or whatever and put the money in. And, you know, I had a couple of different jobs uh, to pay the rent. But, you know, slowly after kind of grinding along, um, reaching out there and kind of taking a lot of no's, um, I'd start to pick up small little projects. Um, while I was actually starting to work on sets of uh, an AD. And I was moving through the Directors Guild of Canada, which is very similar to the Directors Guild of America, mm. DGA. And but as I was, I would almost kind of be working on set, and then I, you know, kind of break away, go and do my own things, build my reel, build my portfolio of work, right. and run out of money, and then <laughs> get back and you know make up a couple of bucks working on a set, and then kind of seesaw back and forth, and it just got to the point where one day. I didn't need to seesaw over. It was, you know, Buck was starting, you know, after years and years, started to generate some revenue. Mm -hmm. And 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 that revenue was, in a sense, rolled back and into the company. So to this day, I still own 100% of the business, the company, which is, you know, um, I'm, I'm proud of because I'm not an egomaniac. But what it's allowed me to do is be very – um careful with the culture of buck productions right um because that's very important to me and it's very very important to the incredible teams that i have the good fortune of working with i want to touch on your on the culture of of buck productions um uh, when i was first hit with your um when i knew i was going to interview i instantly went to your website and i remember loving what i read on your website uh basically you're 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 really all about the story you're not all about you know big everything coming at you big you're very like simple uh story driven to the point with really uh good uh meat to it meaty points and honestly mm -hmm. that's something that kind of gets lost in today's media in my opinion everybody wants to have um, you know, big budget, big budget, big budget, but then don't have really the the details, the the right amount of details, the right amount of touch feeling in their in their in their writing or in their um uh and uh, what they're doing. Uh yeah, I listen, that's a valid point. We're we're story driven, we're a creative company, we we, we you know, we create the properties like 90% of the properties that we're um, executing, we're, like we're creating or working <clears throat> with great creators. Um, and yeah, and being very selective in which story we choose to put our time and energy and um, infrastructure into. 
And um, that's, that's, that's very important to us where, you know, we are, I'm, I'm a big believer that, you know, that your work, your portfolio is a direct reflection of you and, and your company on, on, on a multitude of levels. So <clears throat> we've kind of got this protective culture where we're, we have the opportunity and it's a rare opportunity, but we have the opportunity to be selective as to the projects that we choose to, to kind of get in and get behind. And when we choose, like when we, we get behind making, you know, trying lifting these projects off the ground, we're all in and you know, we're all in on it. And that's, and that's why it's so amazing when we, you know, we launch these films or these TV series mm -hmm. or, you know, or pioneer branded content, which is a massive division of ours. Um, when I say pioneer, I mean like for 10, over 10 years, we've been doing big linear branded entertainment series. In fact, we, we actually put together a big brand entertainment feature film with the Japanese um, production company where the entire film was financed by Toto Toilet. And it was a film that's called Toilet. And just when you think, oh my goodness, I'm watching a 90 minute commercial for a toilet, you're not. You're actually watching a gorgeous independent film um, about a you know, dysfunctional family who lives in Boston. And the grandmother comes over from Japan. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's her, you know, she'd always wanted um, one of those fancy toilets. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're, you're kind of, you're watching this, you know, very innovative form of brand entertainment um, being taken out into the independent film world and screening at festivals around the world uh, to audiences, uh, you know, who love the film. And at the end of the day, is it's 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 a totally innovative branded content vehicle. So, what we've always charged ourselves with is remaining relevant, remaining on the precipice of innovation, pushing ourselves as storytellers uh, in the stories that we tell. I love that. Yeah, like that's that's exactly like when it comes to when when you said you own a 100% of your business that is important because this is all all of this what goes behind the business is your idea this is what you want it to be all, all these videos that you try to make sure speak i guess the culture of buck production like that goes all on you and it makes you make sure that doesn't change uh, which is why i really want to bring up that point where can where because i want i want to see this uh this toilet <laughs> video where oh can, yeah where can where, where can people find your uh your projects um they're all they're everywhere i mean netflix they're um apple tv uh there's you know dvds out um, current work is broadcasting on numerous OTTs and networks. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of everywhere. It's, it's out there. Um, oh. toilet, uh, was just, um, distributed by a company called Pony Canyon. Yes. And, um, I know them. Yeah, and that's, yeah. And it's, that's a great distribution company. Uh -huh. And they, uh, so they were the ones that we'd partnered with. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm quite sure that was an experience. Um, yeah, I'm quite familiar with, familiar with a few of the uh, artists that they're they're with, and uh, some of the stuff that they even 
uh, created. Um, so I want to get into let's talk filmmaking. Is it we speak to a lot of upcoming filmmakers. Um, we talk a lot about business as well. Uh, one of the important things I would say that really helped your growth was being part of a union. Am I uh, correct? Um, yes and no. Really? Um, yeah, it's interesting. That's an interesting question. Uh, I was a part of the DGC, uh, and I am still as a director. Um, and I work with unions on all of our films. Um, you know, I've worked with ACTRA. Um, in commercials, all the commercial work we do, we don't really have, um, a, we, we don't work with a union there. In unscripted, our unscripted division, we do not, uh, we do not work with a union there. Right. That's um, yours. That's your. That's yeah. Your well, network, right? there's no you. Yeah, that's right. There's no union typically for the unscripted world, reality television. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do transition and move and work with unions whenever we're um, doing our feature films. Our documentaries are non-union, so mm-hmm. really, it, it's a it's a per project evaluation as to as to how you know if we're going to have to work with a union or not now when we do work with unions i love working with unions um they are you know Maybet, um, yeah dgc uh actra um sag when we were doing projects out of the u.s international um numerous numerous unions are there to kind of you know work with you and we've got we've had tremendous working relationships with them yeah but in the beginning starting like you know building your company like how much what would i say the union helped you in terms of building because you said you you work with union you know you was working as an ad you know you're doing jobs and then sooner or later buck was bringing in enough revenue so how much in the beginning was the union really like if it wasn't for the union would it, would it have been longer or like was there something else yeah that was I, you? it's it's odd but so when i was physically working as an ad um with the dgc and being trained as an ad up the up the ladder there so that was my innocent my my job my gig what I would have to do is break away from that and go and do projects for Buck. So I'd start to create Buck's portfolio of work. Um, when I was doing stuff for Buck, they weren't big budget stuff. It was very, very independent. And I wasn't working with unions. The first film I ever did was called um, Last Call. And it was you know, a film I made for 38 grand. Maxed out my visa and... It was kind of like a friends and family gig. It was, you know, it was not by any stretch of the imagination a big budget, big union shop mm-hmm. or show. Now, fast forward to a film we just did called Milton's Secret, which is a large feature film, Donald Sutherland, Michelle Rodriguez, big union project with SAG, ACTRA, DGC, you know, all the unions. Um, but yeah, that that that's kind of my evolution in in regards to working with unions. Okay, like in 
I'm, I'm really getting the timeline um, set for your from your journey. Now, my question next is the evolution. When, how long did it take before you really could like get that one like solid employee that you was able to like trust, bring in? And what what position great, was great that? question? What great position question. was that? And it's a funny it's a funny story. His name was Guy Porter. He was the first hire at Buck Productions. Um, my wife, you know, he, and she was a friend. He was a friend from uh, my wife's family. He had just graduated from university, and my wife, I said, "Listen, I'm," I said, I, "I just, I can't handle it all. I gotta bring somebody in." And that would be, but almost like just like an on-site production coordinator, you know, manager. Mm-hmm. And she, she suggested this young man. His first job, honestly, his first job was he had to fill out the application because I was making enough to support the salary. He had to fill out the application for uh, a, a kind of like a government initiative, which was about help, which was about you know finding young people work in the in the media business. Mm-hmm. So it's like here's the gig: you fill out this application. If you're successful, they'll pay for half of your salary for one year. I pay for the other, um, and we're good to go. So good luck, because if you don't get the application, great. We don't get the fund. <laughs> I can't. I can't hire you. That <laughs> so, is great. So it's wait. Dude, so pay attention. Wait. And he did. He got it. Yeah. So okay. First of all, you know, wow, that he got it. So was he was this the first person to attempt this? How many people? Oh, no, no. That was the very first hire at Buck. He came in, and he was with me. Jeez. And then the team grew. I mean, years later, we started adding and adding and adding people. Mm-hmm. Um, and But he was he, – and he quickly became my right-hand man. You know, like it was uh, – and then I think it was about a 10 years or stretch or so. And then he kind of wanted to move on into a different skill, a different field, um, photography. Oh, okay. And start his own thing. And I completely supported that. Um, and uh, yeah, and we're still like super close. And wow. the adventures that we had, oh man, it, there's, there's a lot of laughs in there, a lot of good times. Oh yeah, I bet. That's, that's, now that is a good story. So t- was it a, <laughs> a government grant that you made him apply for? Or like, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was some initiative that, the, I mean, you know, just happened to be, it was called, yes, Youth Employment Services. And it was just an initiative that, I mean, I don't know, they're, they're you know, just to kind of help out some young people trying to get into the business. So mm-hmm. I said, hey, let's have a run at this. Because I fig- I did the math and I'm like, you know what, I'm generating enough revenue to kind of pay the bills and blah, 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 and carry the office. And and you know what, I'm and pay half of your salary, bro. So good luck on that application. Right. <laughs> Right. But in this, this had to be like, you know, how would you say, I guess, much was the application? Like, are we talking pages? Are we talking like. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. It was like a three page, you know, you have an offer. Here's the company. Here's my resume, the whole deal. It wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't labored, but I'm sure it was competitive. Um, and then we um, and then Buck continued to kind of uh, grow. Where we were bringing in, um, 
several other team members, and we've had uh, <clears throat> great partnerships with creators, great infrastructure partnerships with post facilities. Uh, we've opened offices now in Los Angeles and Manhattan Beach. We have an office in Vancouver, I know a this. small sub office there, and we have a little office. Well, our office, our main office, is in Toronto. Um, Canada and <clears throat> but we have like a also like a production bunker area in Toronto and um, you know the growth the growth of the business has kind of it hasn't been just one solid trajectory there's ebbs and flows in everything in life and building a business is no different there's ups downs time to recalibrate time to you know change the business model because you know, as we know, although the landscape of content has changed so right. tremendously. And you have done an amazing um, so, whale keeping up, by the way. Your videos well, you know, and I, and, and, well, thank you. And I, and I have to also thank and, and acknowledge the teams um, at Buck that I've had the good fortune of working with. Um, working with now or have worked with in the past. Um, and, you know, the creators that... Uh, We've had a, we've had, you know, a very blessed run. And and listen, it comes with a lot of, a lot of hard work, you know. You're right. Um, but as they say, uh, you know, when you do something, you love. What's what's your yeah? What's your saying? It's like you, you know, if you have to do something, it's called work, and if you want to do something, it's called play. You know, and some, you know, and they say so. So, if you're doing something you love, you don't have to work a day in your life. Because you're kind of doing something that you love to do. I don't now, know. I don't know, Sean. That is the... <laughs> my my place still feels like work sometimes. <laughs> okay, and I, I listen. I will say that yes, mine too, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, there are times when um, yeah, there's times when it's like, wow, this is a serious challenge. And um, but you know what? You just rally, and you get the great teams around you, and you make it happen. So okay, quick question, and uh-huh. I probably I probably should have looked at it, but um, I depend on your answer. You know, what is 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 Buck Productions a nonprofit? No, um, there is a division in Buck where we focus on socially conscious documentaries. In those socially conscious documentaries. What I've done is on specific projects, we've actually um, made the project, covered the hard costs, like literal hard costs of the project. Uh And then any profits or sales, we've donated those funds, um, the profit um, back to the subject matter of the documentary which is an interesting concept if you think about it. It is. Their story is helping them. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, um, oh, Buck is a, is, a, is a production company that generates revenue and, um, and is a, you know, and, and, and by design of a business model, is a very diversified um, production company. And that's in a sense, and one of our cornerstones to success is is being diversified. Right. Yeah, you do touch on that. And that's and the reason why I brought that up is because um like I said, 
let's talk filmmaking we do speak to a lot of beginners and people that want to you know even start a production company me myself i want to i don't want to have a full-on production production company but i do want spaces where people can come in do what they can do um collaborate and you know grow and grow that business um but there are some who say hey become a nonprofit, and it's easy for you get a to get a building and when i hear that i'm like mm, well but then again you know it's that profit part you know you want to be able to you know do things with your fundings to do like continue to actually bring on crews because i notice you do have you you have you spoke more uh just now but on your website you have three productions but you say you do have others in other areas and small offices in other in other other areas areas i would think it would be i guess harder for you to do that if you was just a non-profit am i uh, correct it w- yeah it, w- it would be yeah um and we work with actually non-profits when we come in and help um you know on, in a pro bono situation to assist in nonprofits organizations. Um, we, we work with them. We donate our time and in a sense, don't build them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no buck is at the core. It's a, it's a production company and, um, yeah. And then, and our model is one of a business model. Yeah. Right. Cause another, another reason yeah. why I say, you know, nonprofits do get more, um, access to more grants so uh that was something i really was curious about what route what route you took on building your production company that being said how how big or small was your first building uh the first building was when you kind of um, like really started bringing um working well the first the first the first building was a one-bedroom apartment in uh, Toronto, that's where Buck started, mm-hmm. and um, it was, you know, literally I just kind of built it out from where I was living, and then moved to a subletted space in Toronto. But as the company grew, we moved to up from that to a larger space, all rentals, uh, and then at the company grew. Um, I wanted to kind of move into the bricks and mortar game. So we acquired a building in Toronto, um, three floors, built it out, put editing suites in it, built out a, a team. That's where the team worked out of. And I ran the company, uh, the business, for about four, four and a half, five years out of that building. And then I kind of looked at the landscape um, of content. So this would have been about seven years ago, I guess, six years. <clears throat> and I said, you know what? Ad revenues are down. Commercials, you know, are getting PVR'd. Right. Netflix is coming into the landscape with an OTT streaming service, mm-hmm. which is going to, which is an absolute disruptor. Now, again, this is just when Netflix is coming in. And I don't know at this stage in the game if I want to be in the overhead business. So I consciously um, downsized the team moved to a bit more of an outsourced model, um, stepped away from the post-production business um, and is in owning post and now just working with um, awesome post houses. And I sold a building. 
and I moved to a really funky studio um, office, like rental, um, downtown Toronto. Um, but, you know, that's when I moved and I picked up the office in Los Angeles. So, it, you know, it was kind of an active, it was a proactive move to, again, not be in a situation where you're, you're kind of lugging around all this massive overhead mm-hmm. that is kind of forcing you into a position where you have to, um, you know, you, you, you have to do that project because you have to pay the, the beast, yeah. this ever growing thing. So it gives, it gave, and, and you weren't in a situation to be able to do smaller or innovative projects because you know what? I, I can't turn the lights on for that. Right. So now you're forced to stay. Whereas now Buck is in a situation where we can scale accordingly and take advantage of innovative, smaller projects because, you know, <clears throat> I, I love that. I love staying uh, current or scale up um, to handle, you know, major feature films. Um, so that, I love that flexibility. And that was a conscious decision that we made as I say, about six years ago. Now you say you, you took a step back from post. Like what what uh, what exactly did you mean by that? Well, for a while, running out of all the buck running out of the bucks offices were um, editing suites. Correct. Um, two, three, four at a time editing suites that would, in a sense, we'd be cutting our projects in, um, and that you know, was even larger when I was in my own building. But when I shifted out of the building and sold it, I also stepped back from carrying um, edit suites because my thoughts there were, um, there's these incredible post-production facilities. Um, I'd much rather, rather than me being in a battle of the boxes or upgrade, 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 um, I turned to, you know, my post-production um, partners on projects and you know i kind of let them carry that overhead and uh and it's not something that i'm kind of i'm labored down with and then it allows us to do really what our sweet spot is and that is create focus on you know creating projects executing projects getting projects up and off the ground um you know making that's 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 really a, a, our core identity is we're a concept first culture where, you know, we're, we're, we're a content acceleration hub. We create, we work with creators and we get shows up and off the ground. And that's our pure focus. And you really do speak that um, on your website and even on your, on your uh, Facebook yeah. at the bottom of the, if you go to the website, which I'll have the link in the show notes, you actually have a submission form. For if you have, uh, if somebody wants to submit an idea or project to you, they just fill it out mm-hmm. and um, include their em- email. So I thought that was very interesting and a great way to like, you know, uh, you know, feed the beast that that is your desire and you know the heart of what you do. Yeah, and we have that, but we also have. Um, really fantastic working relationships with um you know creators and creative teams and we are um proud of those relationships we uh you know and these are established creators you know we're working with some pretty pretty awesome directors writers 
um, content creators, showrunners. I mean, our partnerships really are the defining component of our success. It's you know being able to work with these people, um, doing what we do and combining our talents is really where we start to see projects just soar. I've listened to a lot of the a lot of business moves you've made and they have they you have been I want to say pretty much on spot like throughout the journey is that did you have a business mentor or did you were you kind of like mimicking somebody else and or like you know learning from somebody else like what kind of fed your business mind that because well that's a great that's a great question um uh, i've had mentors for sure there's nobody in the business ahead of me so i didn't have that inside track with somebody you know like a father or something like that being in the business so that was a bit of a a, me and on full exploration mode having said that as one's in the business and one's becoming more established there are great mentors that i've worked with that I've learned a lot from. Um, then about 10 years ago, I, um, I, uh, I joined, I was accepted into an organization called YPO, which is Young Presidents Organization. And that has been amazing. That's an organization where um, you, know, you work with some pretty amazing business leaders from all different kinds of businesses, um, entertainment business, yes, content, yes, but you know, other businesses also. And uh, that's been incredible in being able to work uh, with these great, um, successful men and women who have built businesses and just have a keen business mind and um, working with them, discussing projects, opening up, you know, uh, opportunities to discuss scenarios and things like that. It's all, that's all, that's been tremendously helpful too in the in my own personal growth and, and mm-hmm. growth of Buck Productions. Cool. Like, okay. Uh, and I'm I'm looking up YPO, and it it is very. They have a lot, a lot going on. Members making impacts, innovation, leadership. Um, it does look like a great networking and um, uh, a great space to be in if you really want to. I guess have more people tell you that's a good idea or you probably don't want to do this do this because of you know x y and z or like yeah this is what these people are currently doing so it's great to uh be in networks like this i'm currently in bni where we pretty much network each other's business we hand each other referrals out and that's really game helped my business so I can understand where something like this can do do can do even better. Um, I mean, really, I just have just a few more questions. Really, just about mm-hmm. more about the growth uh, pattern that you t- took. So you created you created the business. You got your first employee. Now you mm-hmm. let's go back to you saying you have one hundred percent ownership of your of your business. How hard was it for you to let go of some things, of some of the jobs? Um, do you know what? It's it's not, and I'll tell. It, it sounds 
yes, I own 100% of Buck, <clears throat> but um, our business is comprised of projects. And so in variable, in different projects, I have partners. So if I'm doing a TV series or uh, a feature film, I might have, and not in all cases, but I might have um, a partner, another producing partner on that project. Right. I might have, I might in some levels be um, a minority position on some of these projects. Um, <clears throat> I might be a majority, but often there'll be some kind of a forged partnership on single entities, like single projects. So <clears throat> that's a space that I love playing in. I am by no stretch of imagination opposed to partnerships, um, strategic partnerships, you know, bringing together talent to make something as great as it can possibly be. Uh, I enjoy the process. And on a lot of our, I mean, we've done numerous properties and projects. And a lot of those, that's where uh, I've forged great partnerships with uh, you know, very, very valued partners. Okay, I think I'm really starting to understand like the way your business model. I don't, I don't know that many pro how a lot of production yeah. houses work, but it seems like you've really created a space to where all you have to do is, uh, where all you want to do is create, make make projects possible. You don't have to worry about too much of overhead because if there's something that you see will, you know, put you in buying or like you have to budget out, you have partners that can come in, help you with, you pay them and, you know, they might even do a better job. And that allows you to focus more on business and the next projects, which is creating where you love really just the idea of making things happen that's right so yeah, at some levels that's yeah so yeah. my next question is are you a shooter or or any any way uh cinematographer yeah no okay no, not at all okay. uh, i know my way around i know my way around a camera but no that's not that's a role that i and a very valuable role. So when I've directed and I've directed a bunch, I bring in great DOPs or I bring in great DOPs to work with the uh, the directors that are on the projects that we're doing. I see now. Okay. I'm 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 seeing I'm seeing things now. There needs to be more people like you, Sean. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, oh, so the reason it. why the reason why I say that is because like someone like me is I'm very I love to create, but you know, I also like to have a camera in my hand. I really love, you know, to have a little bit of that control. And plus, with me knowing a whole lot of, you know, lighting, especially sound, you know, it's harder for me to do that. But I also love to create. Whereas you, on the other hand, you have that knowledge, but you really love to create. You're not afraid to, you know, bring in this this industry is all about collaborating if we didn't have people like you to build productions like bug productions uh to actually bring in people who you know want to be in this business don't have that business mindset can come you know help you out work 
whatever and you know just feel that also feel the uh the goodness of creating getting stuff done because mm-hmm. that's that's where a yeah. lot of us fall even me myself i love i love shooting but when it comes to like finding projects getting things done uh you know that's where me and some others i know we come up short sure but you know what that's again that's just the process of growth building out teams um you know and working with those teams accordingly um but no it's it's and it's also just a a question of you know growth it's like building out teams that Mm -hmm. that can help you kind of realize the project's vision well i'll tell you what i will definitely be keeping in touch and following uh buck productions because i really love you might even see me um walking to one of your studio one of your productions (laughs) productions house um because i truly love what you're doing and i like how old are you you said you said you started young, 52 so 50 so 52. i like look give another 25 30 hopefully i'll still see you up in there <laughs> you, <laughs> didn't, you didn't you didn't uh you won't pass it on too early and you know we'll, we'll be able to actually sit down and and you know talk about more business but um, I love it. Well, listen, I really I appreciate it, and I appreciate uh, you taking the time, including me on your on your pod on your podcast, and uh, and I'll start to listen in. I think it's great stuff. Yeah, give a listen in whenever you see uh, titles that might pique your interest. Uh, definitely, uh, don't be afraid to email me with information, or if you have a project, that's one thing I do love to do. Also, if you have a project that you know you want a little bit extra ears to listen to, let's talk about it. Let's get it out there. Yeah. Uh, All right. So I, I love stuff like this. This is what I do. But um, awesome, Brian. I'll have your website in the show notes. Facebook. Is there any any other links you would like have pe- people contact you, see you know, follow up on you in the business? Yeah, yeah. We're at uh, we're at Buck Productions on Instagram, and um, and Facebook as you mentioned, and uh, so that way you know anybody wants to kind of check out what we're doing. Those are our social handles. Okay, I would definitely find that. That should be an easy thing for the, uh, to do. But yeah, um, keep in touch. It's been a great and a pleasure speaking with you. I've learned a lot myself. Um, and like I said, I'll definitely try to keep in, uh, keep in touch. Keep in touch with you. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time. That wraps up our episode. Thank you for listening. Next Tuesday, we do have Brandon Washington. And B, she will be back in the studio. We're going to be talking about YouTube and the COPPA Act, something that you want to know about if you're interested in starting a YouTube or if you have a YouTube and you're still freaking out. That is the episode you don't want to miss. Please subscribe, leave a comment, give us five stars, and I will see you next week. See ya.